everybody, you're listening to Dublin Digital Radio and this is The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to recommend a film that the other person hasn't seen and then we meet to discuss it. I am Ricardo Deacon. I am Orla McNeilis. And welcome. This week's film was chosen by Orla and it's Lo and Behold, Reveries of the Connected World, directed by Her Werner Herzog, <laughs> produced by Werner Herzog and Rupert McConnick, written by Werner Herzog. Music by Mark DeGill and Tony and Sebastian Steinberg. Cinematography by Peter Seintlinger. And edited by Marco Capalbo. Uh, the synopsis is filmmaker Werner Herzog examines the past, present and future of the internet and how it affects human interaction in modern society. And that's literally all you need to know because this is Werner Herzog <laughs> talking about the past, future and present of the internet. And this week's film was chosen by Orla. And yeah. as it is tradition, <laughs> why did you pick a film besides that it has Werner Herzog in it? Do I need another reason? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Because um, I think this is going to go out in and around uh, Christmas itself. So um, this is a very uh, <laughs> Herzog Christmas. Um yeah, okay, obviously it's it's Werner, and it's like, to think of like back in like however many episodes we've done, like 56 or something, and how many times Werner has been mentioned or quoted, etc. Um, he's up there, he's up there with uh, with Kevin Costner, and um, yeah, so obviously this is in no way Werner Herzog's best film. Uh, it's also in no way Werner Herzog's best documentary, uh, but in saying that, like any Werner Herzog documentary, it has just a lovely mix of usually a very fascinating subject matter, uh, a kind of sort of playful curiosity with like humanity and its folly. And then also, you know, the uh, the presence of Werner Herzog himself. He was all, always very, uh, he also always very much a character in his documentaries. Um, I think like most documentaries on like a topic that is, is this vast... Um, it sort of it ends up throwing up more questions than it answers. I don't think this answers any questions. Um, but well, it I, is a Werner Herzog documentary. Uh, yeah, well. um, but I think as well that like I think in the end like this film is is, is ultimately kind of successful um, in what it's set out to do because it is a reverie. You know what I mean? I think that, that it's titled very well. Um, it, like this is not this is not Citizen Four. You know what I mean? This is not or even like. Um, Alex Gibney actually did a documentary on, um, not that season four is Alex Gibney, but uh, he did a documentary on, um, I can't remember exactly what it, what the heck is that documentary called? But it's like, it's a thriller. It's like, oh, you know, like, and, he, and there's like, there's been quite a number and like particularly like Netflix documentaries and stuff about the internet, the dangers of the internet and data breaches and all that kind of thing. Um, and this is not those movies. Like, I feel like Werner is... He's grave uh, when necessary. Like, he doesn't sort of shy away from the darker elements of the internet because you couldn't, obviously. Uh, but I think that the, the, best, the best parts of this, I think, are um, sort of like just his sort of like observations on like the sheer like human endeavor that has kind of uh, been required to create the internet and, and all the, the things that the opportunities that it uh, provides. And um, I think a lot of the time, it, it, he, he's just. He's like a child flipping through an encyclopedia. You know what I mean? He's 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 not he's he's like himself you could um definitely describe him as like he's not technologically uh, uh <laughs> sophisticated. Like he is a luddite, but 
he looks at all these things um, with a kind of a strange, uh, playful curiosity, I think, um, rather than a straight out judgment. Um, and I think just watching him um, sort of negotiate through all these like different strands like that are ultimately all brought together to in the end and all sort of connected. Um, I just find this incredibly easy to watch. And I, I mean... I feel like I'm obviously very biased because I love Werner anyways and I'd watch him do anything but I do think that there are some really interesting moments in this and uh, I think that it also contains one of those things like I think we thought we possibly mentioned a couple episodes ago where we had a bit of a go at him um, where he just managed to, to find these like just incredible characters like just like the guy from the beginning like the very very first section is just fucking brilliant like he he was he was made for that like he's very much like the the more t- uh, the corner style of yes. uh grizzly yes. man even the way that he looks at the camera and yes. like oh. you're coming into a very special place oh. now he also a holy place. he also had a fucking great name his name was uh leonard kleinrock <laughs> which i oh, thought geez. was fucking brilliant um somebody like probably there's like a naming app that like just jumbles names together yeah. and you you probably like that's what that, <laughs> that, that name sounds like uh but even just like the two like the two neuroscientists and and all the the really kind of like joyous nerds that he talks to or like the hacker or like these sort of like representatives from all the different sections of like that are connected by the internet and the birth and the like future of the internet and even like elon musk like that interview is fucking brilliant because elon musk is weird anyways but clearly has no way how to deal with Werner whatsoever. It's yeah, completely... like, he's very erudite and very usually, yeah. easily, like, he, he would say weird shit, but, like, yeah. comfortably. Like, he feels like... Oh, yeah, he's freaked out by He's him. the small man in the room when Werner yeah. is around, Which like... Is great. Because <laughs> he's just like, you know, oh, I'll go to Mars. And Werner's like... Or, like, you know, Moss is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, he's just not not able to engage with <laughs> Give me a one-one ticket. One-way ticket to Mars. <laughs> Like you see, like um, um, I think I saw actually a longer cut of that because I remember because I saw this in the cinema and uh, the he I remember there being a bit where he talked about his wife or something and that the Elon Musk bit was actually a bit longer. So I don't know, maybe the one I watched was actually a, a different cut or something. But um, like I watched it in Netflix there, so yeah. Like, uh... Yeah, I'm not sure. I saw it uh, in the lighthouse, and then afterwards, the uh, I think it was the London Film Festival. They had uh, they live streamed a uh, an interview with them, so it yeah. was on <laughs> with uh, Richard Aoadi. Oh was, Jesus Christ! <laughs> which was fucking brilliant. I don't know who thought that that to put those two people together, but um, it was it was a masterclass. Is it in, online? In, in both oddness and awkwardness, I would imagine so. Yeah, like, I need but, to um, see that. It, it, worked out quite well because obviously like he's very very strange but Werner in in a lot of contexts is a very like kind of warm and engaging oh yeah you know he's very he's quite easy to talk to so even like when he kind of got you know into it 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 was good but um yeah just like going back to the interviews like he really does um like he ends up in some scenarios very much connecting with them where like usually with the weirder people like even like the guy from the very beginning um like he's sort of one of the I can't even remember what his actual role was where he he didn't think that the internet was quite, you know, t- connected enough and he had like his weird version of the internet, like that weird guy. Oh yeah, the, the, the guy who takes the photo. 
Oh, the guy about the the water that he yeah. wanted everything to 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 be oh what was it like one or like uh, I feel like he's going around to Verner's for Christmas like yeah and, and Verner's like oh you're the sanest but one of the sanest person we've talked to he's like your man takes like big long pause and he's like oh this is the first time anybody tell me this and last uh yeah you got Werner so I just say that to you uh anyways uh I I just I I find this incredibly uh um just like it's like the, the pot calling the kettle black yes oh uh, i just i really love this movie and uh, like as i say like it's not up there for me at all but it is Werner herzog and he does have quite a canon of both drama and documentary so um i felt this would be a nice one for us to have a chat about so uh what did you think ricardo oh first of all uh, it's like it's clear that this movie is made by a man that hadn't seen a telephone until he was 16 years old. <laughs> like, uh, um, Do you reckon? Yeah, but like, um, yeah, like it's Werner Herzog for fuck's sake. Like, uh, um, like, like you said, like the title is very well uh, pinpointed, not only in the sense of what the the film is in itself, but also what uh, it feels like when you actually talk about what the internet is, that it feels like a daydream rather than a... His uh, constantly yeah. asking that question feels incredibly... Uh... But the moment that is like, I, I was sitting there and the film opens and it's like it's just a wide shot of like the this college where the internet was born. And then you have a shot of the, this man with the interesting name that takes you to the room. And Werner just goes, even though the corridors here are repugnant <laughs> i was like oh my god like i love this movie already it's already paid uh, the price of admission has been paid i think it's worth it for how he says diapers <laughs> I, I think also like that this movie um in, it's interesting that it, it is him that made this like you can imagine this movie being made by somebody like michael moore or something mm. like especially where where he comes out. and also i felt that it was interesting to watch it uh Within the context of the FCC ruling for yeah the, net neutrality uh, yeah. net neutrality and fucking um, let's not get into that that much because I was happy um, <laughs> and also like how he he's able to get the 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 cast of characters and make them feel both really human and weird but like you like them for their weirdness it's almost mm. that he allows them a space to be themselves in a way that uh, in other documentary makers would like even uh lawrence krauss uh who like i've seen another show with him in it and uh, he always, always seems oh, a the lot guy who's in a, uh, the hacker or the not like the scientist that like oh uh, he's in the observatory yeah the yeah. Um... i don't like i don't like to make predictions Oh yeah, like unless they're like three trillion years from now, so nobody, nobody will remember. <laughs> but also, like Mikey's uh, talking about how scary shit is. Like he's like, okay, I don't want to even think about like solar flares and all that shit. This movie gets quite scary as well. Mm. Um, but uh, also, like if you compare it to other his work and stuff, it, like you can see in his old age that even like the little streak of evil that run through everywhere, like not even mischief that he has it kind of turned into like that kind of grandfatherly kind of love even though i don't even know if he's a grandfather or a father i should check that imagine being Werner herzog yeah he's married and for any listener that likes Werner herzog i highly recommend people to read the very long uh 
article about the making <laughs> oh of God, Rescue so Dawn. Good. Oh and my what God. happens when you give Werner Herzog a budget? And fuck it. But the greatest moment <laughs> in any article I've ever read is when they're talking about Herzog and his wife being in like an area and like the jungle in the Amazon where there's like cannibals in the jungle and they're like in these hammocks. And uh, his wife wakes up in the middle of the night and hears uh, things and the like noises in the canopy. She thinks she hears voices. And goes up and wakes up Werner, and Werner, like half in his sleep, goes, "Oh, what's what's happening?" And she's like, "Oh, I think they're here. They're here to eat us." And Werner just turns over, half asleep, and goes, "When they come, we won't hear them." <laughs> <laughs> and just falls asleep, and his wife is like, "What the fuck? Is that meant to be like comforting?" comforting? But like in Werner's mind, that is the most comforting thing ever. That is like, it doesn't it is, matter if though. I wake up. Like, yeah, like there's no, <laughs> I'm already dead. Yeah, like it's like, that's what happened. Or like the interview uh, when he got kidnapped in like Congo or whatever. They're like have a gun pointed at him. And they're like, oh, he's trying to speak first in English and then in Spanish and Italian to them or whatever. And at the end of the day, he has to speak in French to save his life. And he goes, I regret it to this day. <laughs> I hate speaking French. <laughs> like, but he's that kind of character. And he's like, his films really live like his documentaries live and die on like his persona like uh, mm-hmm. even something like fucking what you were saying about that there's no answers in this movie it's like uh, say like the is, is that the questions that he asks is like questions that only Werner Herzog would ask yeah. like fucking in Cave of Forgotten Dreams when he's looking at a fucking map of the cave and they go like oh every inch of the cave is mapped and he goes but it t- does it tell you the dreams and aspirations <laughs> of the painters like of course not Werner this is a fucking map <laughs> like you know you don't look like a map of 1860 paris and goes like i wonder if i can see like the fucking revolution or whatever but um, but why not but why not it should be it's but in the paper the, the big the the two uh things that i think that were missed opportunities in movies uh, like they do briefly mention it but i thought that would be a g- interesting point and counterpoint of actually comparing what the internet is versus what the worldwide web is mm. and how like uh what they talk about the dark recesses of the internet and that's really shit that is not the world wide web where you have like literally no uh uh that you can do anything really like when you go to the dark web and yeah. all that shit so like i i thought that that would have been an interesting point to hit on and another one just on a personal note because i would love to see Werner herzog's take on it porn concerning not not porn <laughs> tinder Werner Herzog yeah. on data because they go from everything like how it's mo- taking I suppose over mobile the world like apps and shit. in general yeah. yeah because they don't go into so much about cellular technology they do like a little bit on the like on mobile phones and how like everybody has one and whatever but not really the the social implications of it they talk even more about like AI uh, the discussion of AI rather than the actual impact that technology is already having on our lives that is almost mm. like fucking science fiction and how i didn't i didn't miss the because i remember whenever this came out and people very much pointing out the the porn thing and how like how can you talk about the internet and not talk about that and it's like uh, well first of all i think that 
the way the approach that he's taken doing it in chapters and trying to like touch on so many different things there's always going to be something that he's not going to be able to delve into because otherwise it would have it would have there would like it's just too many things and it, you know would have had to be like a series or whatever uh and then like secondly those are things that um are, are kind of been like dealt with a lot in in like articles and particularly the the dating app kind of thing and particularly like mobile phones as well and that impact on our our lives and I I didn't I think it probably would have been interesting for like him to look at them and who he could have gotten to talk about it but at the same time I didn't entirely miss them I kind of I did like the things that he chose to to talk about and the AI thing I think is is quite interesting and the the self-driving cars and the like I think we were having a conversation about this like about like the the trolley problem and stuff the the idea of that they kind of allude to the to the movie here uh, to the to the uh, thought experiment that uh, if you have like five people on one track and one person in another track and like the train is going one way which one do you choose you know do mm. you choose the one like if it's gonna hit the five people you didn't do make any decisions so it's not like the, yeah. those but if you redirect it then it's yeah. but that death is in your <laughs> hand but it's the thing that only like a human being can make that decision nowadays because there's a moral kind of implication on it that we can't even decide ourselves while uh, in like self-driving cars you have this uh, gray areas like how do you program the car to make that decision is mm. like whose life is more important of the pedestrian or who is inside the car yeah and like those are all questions that like are interesting that he brings up um but also like i like the the approach of the documentary in the in the sense of like the free flow not trying to be narrative that it does enough for you to understand the importance and the actual background of how things work but also like the also be able to get across the personality of the the people that he's interviewing and also get the like a thought process rather than a narrative process to mm. get, carry the, the the film through and i thought that the, that was quite interesting and unique to Werner's work that is usually more narrative based even if it's jumping around like uh, mm. like something counters at the end of the world <laughs> or something that he would go from one part of antarctica and tell the story of that part and then move on to the next part mm. and here like he calls back to previous interviews I like, as he is. like as it goes on it's particularly like the final couple of parts how he calls back to certain interviews and ties everything together i feel even though it is very free form it does feel like one sort of general yeah, thought process or it's like a ponder kind of he's pondering these ideas and that that like it, it kind of I think that this is all very well put together and very well edited as well like how when he chooses to bring back certain storylines and certain um uh certain um themes and everything um but I think that he uses kind of an interesting um an interesting uh not like trope but I suppose kind of like um technique of of sh- like sort of having lingering shots that are kind of like of when they're clearly setting up or whatever of not all of them but most like a lot of the um the interviewees and just like having them kind of sitting there and uh you know they're not really doing anything a lot of the time they're just kind of like you know looking at the camera kind of looking around them or whatever and it's like this very often very short very kind of human moment and sometimes it's sort of like in a kind of a he uses it afterwards for kind of humor or whatever but a lot of the time it just sort of like just has them kind of sitting there and it's something that I it actually made me think of um 
because uh, they it's not obviously it's not, it's not a Werner trope but uh, they use it in um, Inside Job where yeah. but in a very 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 like um, negative light where they have yeah. these like you know men who are about to answer questions and in no way admit any culpability to the banking crisis and they just they, they bring up the person's title and they just sit there with this asshole like sitting there in his like ridiculous manhattan skyscraper office and it's very you know whereas Werner, like and then stories we tell also uses that the yeah Sarah Pauli documentary it cuts down somehow the sort of like um the space between us and them and then also Werner and them i think that it's it kind of like it humanizes them and makes it more about their stories and it is about like you know their role in the whole thing and how they feel and their outlook on on the internet because it is a lot of this is very much like not opinions but like how these people really feel about how either their impact on the internet or the impact of the internet on their lives and uh it, it makes them much more about their stories i think and he does it of like there's some really interesting uses of framing i think in this as well where um uh, like the scene where um they go the do- the girl who was killed in the car accident, um oh god that, I fucking hated Jesus, that sequence that, that is one... wide shot where it's so bizarre and like it's like a painting or something where like all the pastries are like laid out in the foreground. Yeah, like, what the fuck is up with all those pastries? Like, but yeah. it was the strange thing that completely it like complete made you completely understand exactly like like the woman she put out those pastries. You know what I mean? That like yeah. she put all this effort. Fucking and... big devil monger. Fucking well, like oh, God well, fearing. Yeah, oh my yeah. god! Like, like I didn't expect that turn. Like the, yeah. The, but it's the fact that he clearly, because he leaves in the pauses there as well. So it's very, very clear the kind of the, the sort of, you know, like that he just sat there and waited for her to go there, basically. Or or just kind of like gave it enough of time for her to just go blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? She just kept talking. Like, yeah, like that I was like, oh, completely sympathetic towards them and shit. Yeah. And as soon as she... Oh, I didn't lose my th- sympathy for them. No, I, I lost my sympathy towards her, not my really? empathy. My sympathy. Mm. Because, like, I can understand what the, like, the way that they went through and shit. But I think that, is that also, like, is somebody that thinks that way about the world in a way. Like, that, like, sectarian, not sectarian, what, what would the, <laughs> like, somebody that is that, uh, what you call it uh, indoctrinated into a religion that mm. it, like it'd be uh, as bad as saying like somebody that is like altering to any movement like the like hardcore communist or hardcore fucking far right wing or whatever you know like she's really religious and for me is that i never seen somebody actually be able to be a good person and also be able to do that you know mm. It's like, uh, like there's no, not saying that if you're religious, you're a bad person, but I never seen somebody be able to be like ultra religious and also be fair to their kids or whatever, you know, like you can tell as well, like oh, his dad, like the, the fucking like Lamborghini fucking. It's the fact that they call it a Porsche. Yeah. That, very significantly. That it's like to Porsche. make the point that like she died in like the fancy car that he like he's dressed not like everybody else is dressed like a normal day and he's like mm. i'm a professional like i need to look that way because you know i'm talking about 
my dad there's a weird coldness to to her that like the kids don't have like even in their looks or whatever mm. you know and they're very wholesome american kids yeah yeah and I think it it just made me feel like very iffy about the, the the like not that they ever deserved what happened to their daughter or to what people did with what happened to their daughter. I'm not excusing that side mm. altogether. Regardless of what's happening, I I'm able to like I was able to divide both. Like I felt mm. the empathy of the sadness or whatever, but what's funny sympathy for about that is um i completely get uh, like the, the the whole thing like the porsche thing and, and just the the way that they're they're set up and everything they feel more it, it all feel felt more constructed than a lot of the other scenarios and setups did especially in the way that he frames it and it's it really stood out in my mind but what's funny about it is that like it's such a hot like that sequence obviously is really horrible and you feel like really like you know an awful it's you know it's a horrible thing that happened to that family but and I remember whenever the, the reviews came out about this and, you know, people talking about, like, that sequence and how it's so harrowing and everything. And, like, for me, one of the really saddest moments in this is, um, uh, and it's the kind of, it's the it's the section that's very easy to make fun of, which is where um, he goes to, uh, I can't remember where it is, it's, like, Montana or somebody, where they have, like, the massive radio telescope yeah. and, like, the hermits and everything. And, like, you know, they talk to the, to the, to the, to the people at the table and they're talking about why they're there and stuff. And it's the second woman. And, like... You really, really get the like grief of that woman's life and of like of her being so isolated and she speaks with such clarity about it and like she's like pleading and it's the fact that she looks at you know, Werner clearly, but she's also clearly looking at everyone else. So she's clearly looking at like the cameraman and everything as yeah. well and she's like pleading with them. And I really got it the second time I watched it where I was just like, Jesus. And then your mind holds her yeah, hand. Yeah, he, he just but he does it like he grabs her hand. Yeah. It's not in a kind of a like there, there. He takes her hand in a like really, really like proper supportive like it's you know, you're here now and everything's gonna be okay and it's it like it's much more and in typical Werner way because he doesn't speak in the yeah. whole part. It just becomes really odd, like this really like quiet and like touching moments. Yeah. But at the same time, it's weirdly comical because you don't know who the fuck this guy is. Yeah, because the other woman is like tells her story that, <laughs> that this was this guy is like just looking at the camera while the other two women are talking. And then she starts crying. And he just goes like grabs her. I'm assuming <laughs> that like... he's like another suffer is he not there at the, the fire later though yeah like he is but yeah. like it, it's just weird because you don't know who like yeah is he like just like a cd cunt that is there like to pick up women or is he like <laughs> okay i didn't think that no, no, I'm, not saying, like, I'm not thinking that <laughs> yeah. it's just say that like, he could be anyone i don't know who yeah. the fuck this guy is and even like and we don't have Werner so weird like, <laughs> we don't have Werner afterwards explaining yeah. it or anything but um yeah like that that part was quite interesting and I, the, like, the guy as well who like lives in this community with these people and he's just like normal guy he doesn't have any health problems or whatever he could live anywhere but you know he lives there because he works in the you know and they, they have like their old like the taxi cabs and everything and like he's just such a like this super nice guy he's like, like oh I'm a scientist and also I'm like banjo player I, for I the do band. play the banjo and the fiddle <laughs> like it's just so great and the fact that they end on that as well is it it feels very very appropriate I think to this film definitely like uh, go, to to be honest the, the biggest issue that I had with this movie and uh, I never thought I'd say this from a Werner Herzog movie uh, is that I was 
interesting but quite forgettable yeah so much so that on the bus on the way here i had to put it on netflix again and kind of skimmed through oh because really I, I thought that i would have like i i did watch it last sunday so i did mm. have like a like we're recording on saturday so like uh, i had like a, a gap between yeah. watching or whatever but like i like like fucking watching grizzly man like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't you, have any moments that are yeah. and as well because he's not following one story he's following a lot of disparate things that but also, is that I don't think he gets... Like, usually he doesn't get answers to the questions that he asks. But he also usually gets to truths that are just found in between the question and the answer. Yeah. And those are the, the, the moments that, like, stick with you. Like, I remember most of Encounter at the End of the World. And, like... Partly it's because the soundtrack by Popo Vool is amazing. Like this, mm-hmm. the soundtrack is good at moments, but sometimes it just like it's very samey compared to other. You soundtracks don't. It in. doesn't. Yeah, you don't notice it as much. It, you do in certain points, but a lot of the time it is just kind of there. It's not really adding much. And I I didn't watch Into the Inferno, like which mm-hmm. is also Netflix, and I was tempted to watch it straight after, and then I was like, no, because I start fucking getting yeah. confused which ones. But it almost made me want to watch Into the Inferno more because it's like it has like so much more visual panache, obviously, like having like I haven't even seen it. But knowing that it's like volcanoes and shit that would be like uh, more cinematic in a way, like it felt like a HBO special in a way that nothing that Herzog has made before felt like Mm. that even like uh, it was the only documentary that I've seen of his that is mostly like talking heads. Yeah. And like, and from moment to moment, you have like, it felt more conventional the other his stuff as well. Even oh, though yeah, like yeah, it's definitely. his take on a different thing, but even like, actually using like scientific facts that are interesting for you to understand what's happening is like, <laughs> fucking him gonna go if you put like all the data that goes through the internet in one day in CDs but and that, go all the way I to Mars like- and back. You know, we that's the kind of thing that we hear all the time. We're like, oh, you know, like, yeah, of course. Whereas, like, I can imagine him hearing that and going, what? Yeah. Like, I feel like this was a real, like, surprise. Like, everything he learned. Obviously, there's things in this that I didn't know, like, solar flares and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that for him, it does feel like he was learning a lot of this for the first time. Or even just, like, the impact of the internet and stuff. Because, like, even, you know, obviously, he must be dully aware of it. But just not having the same involvement that the rest of us do, it really felt like... <laughs> He was learning a lot of these things and just being like, wow, you know? Like, I imagine him having the fucking... Even if he was still on the internet, like, still holding on to, like, the 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 book, what is it, the, the yellow pages of the internet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with, like, like the, 20 names of all yeah. the first people. It was like, like there were two other Dannys. <laughs> but I, I knew them. them. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of, I get what you mean. Like, and I, I think that probably goes back to like me saying like, this is very, this is very watchable, I think. And not that like, Herzog is not watchable, but I mean, you kind of need to be in a particular mood to sit down and watch Grizzly yeah. Man. You know what I mean? Or even something like Fitzgeraldo or whatever. Like you need to be in a particular kind of mindset to, uh, to do I'll it. I'll watch Portal Call New Orleans. Well, anymore. yeah. Uh, whereas this is like I think it, it kind of makes me think of um, uh, I can't remember if it was Mark or Mort or someone like talking about like or no it might have been every frame of painting actually whenever he was talking about like how like um, titles and how to like you know show something that's incredibly 
on visual like people texting or the internet and like how in something like the matrix or or like hackers or something or where, sherlock. you know what i mean like it's it, where it's all it's all a bit well like sherlock kind of manages a bit better but um uh of like just how silly it usually looks and it is really one of the least visual things so i think that just by it's obviously like there are ways that he could have made this more cinematic perhaps but even just by its sheer nature the internet yeah. is unfilmable i suppose and that even is like almost part of part of, of the point of it interviewing like the for the guy the opening part it's interesting as well because he's moving and he's showing you stuff and then like he's on the whiteboard and like the fucking <laughs> chalk breaks and then like yeah to keep going that's the little pause that even though you can't see his face, he's probably like he, looking like, at hers. He too. smells the. Uh, he smells oh yeah! The oh yeah! This well. is nice old <clears throat> components. You know, it's army grade. He knocks it. You can't break it. I love. He that calls guy. It, 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 it. He doesn't call it smell. What I liked is the touch that he calls it. It has a nice odor to it. <laughs> like the way he. It's oh, that's the cadence of his voice is so wonderful. But even like. That's what I mean. Is that like you have like the guy talking about being at home, having like uh, uh, taking nicorettes and drinking coffee when the North Korea hack happened. Uh, like the yeah, uh, like uh, what's it called? The uh, Titan, Titan Rain or yeah. Rain Titan or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> Whichever like the cold word the FBI cold word word was for that that like investigate. Like I thought that Vernon would do something like. Uh, getting your man to like guide him through the house and going like oh I got like I, I was like sitting in that bed or like I was here and then like yeah. humanize that moment instead of like just being like in the like fucking river boats going in the background and like, I feel like that little... guy Wood's not going to let anyone into his house though <laughs> that guy had like a level of like paranoia yeah. and, and it was really I thought he was great though because like, he guy... was really interesting yeah yeah but I, I, I meaning like no, I know what you mean. It would have been a way like, to to make it more like the more greatest visual. shot in the movie is when they they show the uh, the monks texting and then like this that. touristy family just like this couple like this old couple just stand there and like no no what the fuck is going on surrounded of mo- Chicago. <laughs> when it's like they showed like fucking the they are all on their smartphones. <laughs> When the, he shows the, the the city with no people, like yeah. that is like terrible Discovery Channel CGI kind of like to block. Oh, so great! Um, yeah, I I knew what you mean. Like I th- at the same time, I love like um, uh, some of the little moments that he leaves in. Like even just whenever the guy run like with the the um, the internet addiction guy when he runs across the rope bridge yeah. and he's oh, just need like, no further yeah. introduction. <laughs> It's just so great. Like, um, there's one moment that like Werner really went full on dad that he he tries to land the same joke like about three times about filmmaking and the and AI uh, until your man will acknowledge that Werner has made the joke and it was so cringy. Like, I never thought that I'd say that about Werner Herzog, but like I it was so much. cringy. Not my movies. Oh, obviously not Werner. <laughs> I really like that guy though as well. Like this. I just what I love about the, the 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 people in this is like how how like nerdy and enthusiastic so many of them are like that guy and just like you know where he teaches his class in um 
uh, like NYU or somewhere Stanford and, or Stanford sorry and uh, he's like you know I had like 200 people and then we did it on the online and we had 150,000 people you know and like how oh, it's like oh, the opportunity of the internet and, like, and then also how it's clear he he says how like the 200 people in Stanford would be the most privileged yeah and, he uh, makes that very clear and they they like number one was like 413 in the class yeah. or something for every one of them there's like 400 uh, yeah um or even like the thing about the 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 dna thing as well or the not the dna thing the um was the cell structure of what was it again oh uh, the molecule uh, yeah where they make um they made the game and like made like an open source thing and yeah jesus worst fucking video game oh yeah to make it interesting we put bubbles <laughs> in the background because he was so like, the, the, like whenever you get it wrong and then it makes us so funny it's like oh my god i love that and also how he's trying to get it wrong it's like it never works when you try i mean he's just like oh it's actually kind of hard to get it wrong <laughs> like the fact that he, like you know like really sort of pointing out that it's like all types of people entered this you know like it, and it kind of made me think of like zodiac and how like yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah. with the code breaking and in the end it's like you know it, it's the idea of like uh, which then obviously links to whenever they're talking about um, about uh, the the cars and how they talk to each other and how like each new one will have all the knowledge of the other ones and stuff and how humans can't do that but like in a way the hive mind idea of the internet of like being able to like harness this sort of like or even like you know in something like wittertainment when they have like you know oh you have a question and next week someone will have the answer because they have all these people like all these but minds also it's to... a, a missed opportunity that like. Uh... Uh, it was uh, in Bill Maher's show actually that a lot of people like there was like one guy that was against like self-driving cars whatever and there was like two democrats going like oh yeah it's great like technology has to be advanced or whatever mm. and they're kind of piling on to him because like they felt that he might be like a republican now how nowadays everything is like very partisan kind of thing and it's like anti-technology really? like he just went it's like oh just imagine like how fearful we are like even the government of the united states gets hacked look at what's happened with the election or whatever because it was around november yeah that the russians are getting involved imagine if you're driving a car and you know that you could like somebody that is half decent with a computer can hack into your car and decide what to do with your car and you have nowhere yeah of controlling and it's like the man eating his breakfast <laughs> that they don't go really into the fear that that's the biggest problem where if you have that hive mind oh it can yeah, turn yeah, into yeah. the fucking internet of things fast and the furious eight that the is like a fucking all the cars is... chasing one thing yeah there's a big data thing yeah like it's just i was listening to actually the guardian science podcast is a really good um, episode on that and like how companies are using ai to fight back i kind of listened to just a kind of a companion piece to this it's very very good it's more like an episode from a couple of months ago but um yeah like there are a lot of elements of this that are that i just terrifying but that that's the like the play the problem with this is that like the advancement of it and like how all these advancements you know in the end we like we sell our souls because of the like convenience and the and how they make obscene, you know, like <laughs> seem to make our lives better. But in the like in the end, it's like, what are we sacrificing for these this technology? Like in the like we like like people saying like, oh, I don't want to make predictions or whatever. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like 
how do we know whenever things are moving so rapidly like even in the last five ten two years how rapidly technology is progressing it is very very difficult to predict exactly how this is going to impact us and like we can well, probably say it's humanity probably going to be never been able to predict where things are going to go like no. if you look at science fiction of that like Them pointing 20 years out ago nobody, nobody knows the internet yeah like the internet or even they like mobile cars, phones but... or whatever or like the the um the prominence of mobile phones and like we're just <laughs> i mean there are obviously examples of people who are able to predict certain things like people who are able to predict like the like even the nostradamus <laughs> no like even like the the prominence of like cars and stuff is something that certain people were able to kind of predict but yeah we, we really really don't know and the thing is is that we could be sitting here next year and <laughs> uh, uh, the, fuck knows what could happen so the huge problem as well is how like physically we evolve quite quickly in a physical way even if you think about like height of people 200 years ago how shorter they were to people nowadays uh, and part of it they they think that it's because you live in cities so if you're taller you can see more in the street and shit like that or how like your or pinky fingers every generation because we don't use five fingers anymore that much. They become it's more becoming and more smaller useless. and smaller because <laughs> they are more used more and more useless. And our thumbs are become more <laughs> more scrolling. important. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, <clears throat> we'll have like a fucking third joint and the fucking thumb really yeah. weird. Like not that we will have, but like, but how our brain hasn't really developed since like we fucking came down from the trees. Yeah. So like it, it's. Like we have the to, prehistoric yeah. mind. With and we have the same flaws like, that we used to have. Yeah. It's like... Uh, Humanity well, is the weak link in all these. It made me think of also like the the telephone argument. Mm. It's a, a philosophical kind of argument that I can't remember who made it now. The, it was the principle that about like even maybe 70 years ago or something. Because there was so few like huge technology coming out mm. the every life-changing thing that came out like the telephone or like a typewriter or even the, 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 the old computers or electricity we get so much coverage in the newspaper about how they worked as well because it was like the wonders of modern technology like somebody managed to do this with this thing yeah so if somebody went back like 300 years before they would have been able to skip all like the time, like the wastage of time because they wouldn't know how things worked. So they'd be able to explain what a telephone is and how it works. Yeah. How the sparks and like fucking just because everything was analog as well. So like you can just go like, okay, like this part goes like this, this and, and go, you go. Look, see, yeah. that's doing that. And make a design and like understand how power is created, etc., etc., etc. And like skip all, like get back to like even the... Internal combustion engine is not, it's a simple concept, but we're in the moment in history where uh, uniquely now that there's so much shit going on and everything is so complicated that even when you're designing stuff as an architect or engineer or whatever, you need computers to assist you to yeah. make sure that like uh, this will hold that together or whatever as we go up and down kind of so thing. So you can to no make longer it, make those calculations ourselves. So basically it's like if I like, like I'm fairly technically minded and I work in fucking IT and do like very different things and I read a lot about physics and how things were created and so but if you fucking drop me in the middle of the middle ages and you ask me like how to 
how does a fucking telephone work like an old school telephone or like (laughs) like i wouldn't be able to get like advanced technology like i'd be go like yeah yeah like uh electricity mobile phones computers amazing yeah and they go like oh okay tell us how to do it then and they'd be like yeah okay yeah we're factless that's like whenever like the guy um like um uh, that the scientist guy and like saying how you know if the solar flare thing happens and that they you know not just because all our systems would be wiped out and like there'd be no I mean you know Tesco would run out of food in three hours and you know and we live in the city we'd be fucked but not just for that reason but the thing is is that like you can't go on Twitter and see what's going on you can't Google how do I distill rainwater you can't you know what I mean it's like automatically every person in the modern world would be like and like using Hurricane Sandy in like a very very short clip there it was quite uh, it was quite interesting I think Sandy Sandy Um, (laughs) uh, because (laughs) because it is New York as well so it's like but this is like the center of the world how could this happen here you know it's uh, and we really are just so very As well, very like close to New chaos. York goes to chaos yeah like what they the guy uh, the guy says that I thought it was a great Three square thing. meals it's, away from chaos yeah. yeah and that that's like you know <laughs> when did this movie come out last year <laughs> made in like probably the start of 2016 <laughs> like <laughs> even in like a year I feel like we're like you know the last bite of the meal well, away from uh, chaos. Well, at least if the the internet collapses now and society goes to the shitter, I, I'll, I'll die knowing that Roger Ailes died as well. <laughs> that was the person you picked? Fair yeah. enough. Uh, I can't, well, I sort of, you kind of already answered it. I was kind of curious if like, um, how much you knew about certain elements of this and if you actually kind of learned anything and also if it did indeed freak you out, but you have kind of... Oh, it did freak me like mm-hmm. I, I like when I literally was like okay people they're like survivalists are not that wrong to be survivalists like just like on the off chance having like a bunker that you can lock from inside so people can't like get in and you have cans of food and peaches and <laughs> like peaches and like uh, a generator and uh, the box out of the west wing so and box out of cosmos so you can go to sleep as you hear the screams of the rest of your civilizations <laughs> die uh outside your window at least there will be no icbms though it'll be like a slow march to the end uh if electricity goes mm. but yeah like uh, it terrified me to know what like i did learn quite a bit on like i knew about the the birth of the internet uh mm. from various sources like i think also in like the new cosmos the the one the neil degrasse tyson does mm. uh they do mention like the dimension of the internet but like it's a that's why i was like uh uh tempted to not tempted that i wish that it would have touched more upon the world wide web like that they did mention this like oh this guy invented it and didn't patent it because he felt that it was mm, like something little... to be given to to the world but also the consequences of that and also like uh the the they, they go into the, the the sense also that like you can build systems that are completely uh anonymous and then systems that are completely uh, attached to like your IP address is you, you know, and you, mm. you could multiple like, versions of your one identity. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought it was um, 
yeah it's like the only true safe computer is the one that no one can use <laughs> um yeah like i thought it was interesting the the thing of like kind of um the uh the internet of me and uh how like in the end because there's nothing you know we there's no way really to regulate this well there are but you know that in the end you have to be your own filter and that there's nothing stopping you from sending out that mad tweet you know you have to be able to you have to be your own filter on yourself and that I think that's the thing that people are very slowly learning um, because we are humans and we are compulsive. And uh, and, and also, like, there is that other thing that like, he did kind of touch about in the, uh, the, the the internet addiction thing. But the internet addiction thing, he more concentrated um, on gaming. Um, Which I thought was quite unfair as well. Like, I think that, yeah. like, internet addiction is, like, a, a huge issue, but... Like gaming addition in a way is completely different because you can be addicted to games that are not connected to yeah, the internet. Yeah, and they didn't make that distinction, which I find strange. Because like you know, I've this is another thing as well that you know I've read a lot about. So, it, but it still would have been interesting to see uh, Werner talk about like the idea of the the dopamine hit that you get from from likes and 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 why it is that our brains are so get such a reward and why it's so difficult to not look at your phone. And like you know the, the the real like the kind of the science behind that and stuff and like the implications of it and everything. But um, again, there are just so many things to cover here. That I thought that like uh, people get like obsessed and like ruin their lives buying shit from Amazon or eBay, and they never yeah. would do it if they went to like a shop. They wouldn't buy like the fucking entirety of Argos on credit either. You know, like uh, Argo. <laughs> Argos, um. fuck yourself. <laughs> not make that one um <laughs> um yeah or even like the thing of um obviously the what he call him wrote that book about um people who you know put out a bad tweet or whatever and it ruined their lives and you know that just by making one small mistake on the internet you end up ostracized and obviously like that's another thing that's been covered an awful lot um but uh there's just so many different elements to this and imagining like Werner talking about it is um, I think that what's interesting about this is uh, sorry for interrupting, yeah. but I uh, just on that point is that I I kind of uh, narrowed down why I I think that the film is kind of forgettable mm. uh, is that I feel that especially somebody with the intellect and interest that Werner has is that it, it's a conscious decision to make it a light work like in the sense of like make it just enjoyable to watch yeah and he touches on the darkness of the aspects of it even like uh one of the chapters is like pretty much titled like the bad things about the internet or whatever like the I, dark side I think the dark called. side yeah and the light but that yeah it's literally called the dark side the um but it doesn't delve like considering how the the repercussions of the internet as well in the modern world and also like the absolute dark side it has a light side like an equal measure of like the like democratization humanity. of information etc like even touching like on wikipedia or whatever but i think that it doesn't go far far enough into the actual darkness that comes into f- to play when you're making an entire film about the internet. Yeah, like he doesn't interview people that actually became dickheads because of the internet because they didn't have the filter. You know, like addicted people to like Twitter or Facebook, or whatever that become yeah. literally trolls. There are like, no trolls th- in yeah. this. Like they, he has like the very '90s hacker guy, but he's yeah. not like the modern version. And not well, they're kind of maybe like, remember or shattered glass as well though. Yeah. 
Yeah, like that. There is a there is a, an absence. I think probably probably now we feel that absence of like trolls and and like that impact and like the political side of that. We probably feel that more now than whenever this was being made. I suppose and and like I think like in a personal level, like uh, mm-hmm. they, like trolls is nothing new. The way that how like you pull anything out and you see like. Uh, even like if you're uh, I suppose even like Gamergate or something yeah. like that yeah or even like if you're just a blogger or a film reviewer that it, like you review a Marvel movie you give if a bad review you have like people going like oh you should fucking jump into the living and drown or how much is DC paying you and all this shit yeah, you know well, people they like Marvel but critics don't like DC because they're being paid well by Marvel uh, yeah yeah like uh, what's your favorite thing about the the, the film I think just the the his interest the way he he interacts with his his interviewees I think and and how they are humanized and and I do agree with you that it does feel like a light work but I find that I find it really really enjoyable at the same time like scary worrisome etc but um there are some really I think it's more a comment of his the quality of his other work rather than the quality of this work yes I think you're probably right but um yeah like even the 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 woman, um, what was that? The scientist where, um, or she's like an astro, is she an astrophysics or something? Or she worked for NASA. I can't even remember, but she was like a total badass. Oh yeah, and the um, the room in the background looked like a fucking set from Gattaca. Yeah, as well. yeah, and she's just there, and she's got like tattoos, and she's like, she you know, she's like talking, and she's just like, you know, she's one of the most like, um, she's like speaks with the most clarity almost of like any of the the people he talks to. Um, but I just, even like the two neuroscientist guy, I love those guys because they're just like you know these these super nice dudes. who just like with their massive MRI in the background, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think there are some uh, like really like sort of like wonderful moments rather than incredibly thought provoking moments or you know like just generally fucked up moments like in one of his other movies. But um, um, yeah, like I just I love Werner. What's your favorite thing? I like his like his brand of weird and out there humanism that is like somehow he is both the most pessimistic and most optimistic filmmaker that has yeah. ever lived. Like but like he is almost uh he has like both the yin and the yang in himself and it's like a very careful balance and when it goes like a skew <laughs> you get something like the difference between I mean like a the the mystery of Casper Hauser and the uh, and Fitzcarraldo kind of thing is like oh, humanity should be should die because we are all right. but we're lovely and like inherently good until we're oh. met by people that are of Fear, our... desperation and murder yeah like yeah. his idea and it's also like interesting of uh, like considering also Grizzly Man and and such the uh, a film about technology from somebody that doesn't like who thinks that uh, the human world is a respite from nature, which <laughs> other filmmakers take the opposite way around, you know, that mm. nature is a respite. But it's somebody that is always interested in going back to nature, but really, like, in the challenging bit of nature. Like, he, like I can't Caves see him... And <laughs> yeah, like, I can't see Antarctica. him going, like, to a fucking, like, forest in Montana. He's like, this is for, like... <laughs> This is not hardcore enough. Like, yeah. if I can... Like, I would love that if he actually showed up at himself in an episode documentary now, and he probably would do it. Oh, my God. Because, uh, like... I love documentary, though. 
it's just it's a perfect mix of like you know humor and also like love of the films that they're it, like. it has surprising pathos as well for like a lot of like the the chicken and rice episode like i nearly cried at the end so and it's like good. it's fake it's a fake mockumentary like it's so good uh, and um uh, what's your your least favorite thing in the movie um probably that i know even though i do really like this movie i know that it could have been so much more and not even in like the things he left out or whatever or or just that he could have gone darker with it or crazier with it as well you know that it does it is a little safe but i still love it but yeah probably that what what's your least favorite thing probably that like the 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 sense uh it's it's more that it's like it's really really enjoyable and interesting at the same and time hilarious. But, but it feels like a very 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 good like discovery channel special or like national mm. geographic it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't it's not cinematic whatsoever and it doesn't feel like if i watched it in the cinema it'd be like it doesn't need to be in the big screen which is well, like I something i didn't feel that like there's no like even when he's in Montana, it's like the it doesn't like Is it Montana? I feel like I may have invented that. Or Iowa or something yeah. like and then like fucking Kevin Cosner's in the background making like uh, a baseball field out of corn. <laughs> Casey uh, Um If you build it Vernon will come. Uh, <laughs> but if only that were true. Is the the feeling that even when he's in that moment, with the exception of the the actual gig, and you see like the families there, and it's very yeah. touching, and like you can feel the sense of community, even when it's like the the the, the two women complaining or you them talking about their lives or whatever, like even cutaways, he didn't fucking take any cutaways from their lives, you know, that they're mm. talking about how simple their lives is or whatever like just follow them a bit more like just show me more like than people sitting down yeah for, for even your man that has the fucking telescope in the background it's like okay that's a interesting shot interviewing him there yeah yes. but go to the fucking telescope yeah like and just be fucking like underneath <clears throat> the fucking thing and it's well, like i don't get is like how did they film that with cam like digital cameras if it's like uh, no, they're not digital kind yeah. of they're analog. Uh, yeah. Like a, uh, even if it is, like, you can put them in, ca- like, uh, like if they went, like, underwater, like, get an underwater casing. Yeah, true. Or something with copper to cover them. But at the same time, it's, like, the it's so minimal if you bring one thing of radiation to, mm. to it. As long as, well, it doesn't, like, the batteries would be the biggest problem. So, like, if yeah. you connect it, like, further out or something, I don't know, cover the batteries or maybe the i think there's also it might be i need to check it out but also there's the illusion as well that the the issues that they're having is not diagnosed and they could be uh sort of uh psychosomatic yeah the even the way that they're appealing going like oh it is real and it's rare oh yeah, yeah yeah like it could totally not be real so <laughs> very good on that note thank you Werner. uh where can they find us orla they can find, I did it last time. Where can they find us, Ricardo? Uh, they can find us on, like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. No, I mean, uh, the recommendation game at gmail.com is our email. At the rec game is our Twitter. The recommendation game is on Facebook under the name of the recommendation game. Uh, we're also on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud. And you can listen to us live there or, like, live on the radio. Which I hope you are right now. Uh yes it is monday at 11 o'clock uh, it's uh 
uh, we're on 11 to 12 every Monday on Dublin Digital Radio. And if you want to support uh, independent Irish radio, you can donate to their Patreon. Yay! Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, thank you for an excellent year of uh, listening. Yes, thank you very much on behalf Loyal of listeners. myself and Orla. Because even <laughs> though she just said that, I, I still said on behalf. Because <laughs> It's late. <laughs> cool. Next week's movie is Ricardo's pick. What do you think? The Lost City of Zed. Woo! Bring us into year. 2018 <laughs> with a bang. Cool. All right. Uh, well, I was Aura Medina's. I was Ricardo Deacon. Thanks for listening. See you next week.